Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're proud to discuss the launch and forthcoming experience of the Harvard Ed School's first ever Harvard X online course called Unlocking the Immunity to Change, a new approach to personal improvement. And it's taught by HDSE faculty Bob Keegan and Lisa Leahy, and Bob is here with us today in studio. Welcome to the EdCast, Bob Keegan. Thank you, Matt. Hi. So, Bob, let's start off with a real softball question first before we get into the nitty-gritty of the course. I mean, how excited are you as the first ever faculty member to be teaching this, this HGSC sort of vanguard online course? I think that uh, Lisa and I, Lisa Leahy and I, are, are both excited, and I think that we're also um, a little holding our breath, as you might imagine, if you were throwing a party for 62,000 people. <laughs> and that's the, that's the course enrollment at this point. Now, I know last time we checked, it was about 50,000. Maybe by the time this podcast airs, you'll be up in the 70,000. Well, we welcome everybody to join. It's going to be a great adventure. So, so about this adventure, Bob, a little brief description for people who maybe haven't come into contact with the immunity to change. And uh, a little bit before we get into the mechanics of the course, the sort of fun foundation and fundamentals of what immunity to change is, how you sort of help develop it, and then how you've taught it in the past. Yes, so the immunity to change is um, an exploration of the idea at the most abstract level that the mind, like the body, may have an elegant system that is mostly invisible to us that works to protect us and keep us out of trouble. So the, an immune system is a obviously healthy, intelligent, and even a beautiful phenomenon, but it can still get us in trouble. The, the simplest physical analog would be if, if you need a new organ transplanted in your body and your immune system decides that this is an enemy intruder, then it's going to go to work, quote, protecting you from this danger. And in that instance, it's actually going to put you at some risk. And what we have learned studying now for a generation kind of how uh, ideas uh, do and do not <laughs> kind of get into our minds the way that we can sometimes uh, fight them off, that a somewhat similar kind of uh, phenomenon can take place where we, where we literally sort of protect ourselves from being able to make the very changes we would most want to make. So the immunity to change process, which is built on 30 years of adult developmental research, uh, is a is a way of helping people come to take a kind of uh, mental x-ray, you might say, in the sense that it helps you see something that is normally invisible, and give you a picture of your own, your own mindset, the ways in which your, your mental system may actually be, in some ways, kind of making errors or distortions that keep you from letting new ideas come into your head, which in fact can then allow you to change your behavior. This just obviously seems applicable to so much about all the people who are taking the course. I mean, what are some of the experiences that you've heard of, of people wanting to take this course of, of these sort of personal improvement problems that they have? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right that, I mean, it is an evergreen topic, everything from I wanna lose you know, 10 pounds to I want to be a, a bolder communicator to I want to be more organized to 
I want to get better at leading from behind. Uh, I want to handle difficult conversations better. I mean, anything that you can imagine from people's work lives and from their personal lives. And I have to say, you know, uh, that uh, having spent now like 20 years developing these practices uh, with Lisa Leahy and um, kind of having a chance to to exercise and deploy them with people up front in a, in, a, in a face-to-face kind of relationship that one of the things that I've been struck by is the way what I would call the, the pervasiveness of a kind of ordinary suffering. Not the extraordinary suffering that we read about on the front pages of our papers, but the kind of day-to-day suffering that people just kind of cope with as there are things they have wanted all their lives to be able to accomplish or change and find themselves unable to do that. And then the forms of, of personal resignation or even self-contempt that follows from our inability to do this, you know, takes quite a toll on us. And the, the really inspiring, the kind of thing that, that gets me up each day, uh, uh, feature of this work is that we have found that in many, many instances, working with people in a fairly uh, face-to-face kind of intimate kind of engagement that that this work actually helps people make changes that they've never been able to make before and the the great excitement of this adventure that is about to start next week is really the big question can we use these fabulous new technologies for a kind of online learning that is not just about technical training or downloading new content, but actually helping people. And, and that is the big question, the sort of scaling up, uh, uh, Professor Keegan. I was actually in your adult development class about three years ago, and I came into contact with Immunity Change with maybe 100-plus people and Ask With Form over exactly. the course of a semester, and now it's 70,000-plus people not in Ask With Form over the course of you know a, a sort of a modified semester. Talk about the process of taking Immunity to Change, sitting down with Lisa and saying, how do we pedagogically scale this up and make it work for online for online education and did you talk to anyone about what's worked and what hasn't worked for online ed and MOOCs? <laughs> yeah so there were certain humbling features of this process like people telling me that you know no matter how enthralling a speaker I might have come to think I was and no one was going to listen to me in an online format for longer than 10 or 12 minutes and so on and I should say that it's not been just uh, Lisa and I who sat down and, and done this and I want to give a big Shout out to, to Katie Heikinen and Lauren Elmore from uh, the Graduate School of Education who've been really instrumental in kind of helping this thing uh, come to be. I think that we have, you know, for years been experimenting with ways to move this just beyond something we do and have been, have been learning how to train coaches and facilitators. And so we've been kind of already taking a step kind of in that direction. Step outside the class. Yes. And another kind of step is an experiment which I know you are familiar with over the last four or five years. We've been teaching the adult development class through extension online. Mm -hmm. And a portion of that class, as you've experienced, has to do with directly sampling the immunity to change approach. So we've come to see with, in addition to the 100 students, you know, in ASK with the 100 students or so who've been taking the course online each year from all over the world. And, and there again, you know, some real discoveries like, would people really be willing to kind of share very personal, sometimes vulnerable making material uh, from their lives kind of in an online context, often with people, you know, 
that they've never met and maybe never will meet face to face. And and there again, and you know, maybe this is uh, a world you're more familiar with, you know, than I am. But the, you know, the new technologies and the new generations are much more comfortable, you know, sharing much more of themselves. And I was quite impressed to find that, in that little pilot, you might say, in the extension context, that I think that in some cases, maybe even the anonymity of that form enabled people to actually be sharing more, going deeper, and getting more out of it than they might have in a face-to-face -face Harvard Ed School class where you're sitting across from the person you're going to see tomorrow. You know, It or, may be more effective yeah. online. Yeah, the, the process. Uh, and the immunity to change concept is so far far reaching um it's beyond a class now too I, upcoming you have something coming out in the harvard business review and uh, maybe there's even talk of a potential book professor keegan uh, you're leading me so beautifully here with your questions yeah so this is a pretty exciting month i have to say uh for the folks that i've been working with and and for myself in addition to our launching this this mooc this this new online course there uh, has been a, a kind of parallel project that we've been working on for the last couple of years, which is related to the, absolutely the same mission. You know, what are the ways that we can help people to become better versions of themselves, to continue to grow and develop, to overcome their limitations? And we've been exploring the context of work, which is obviously a place where we spend, you know, a huge portion of our waking hours. And we, we were asking ourselves, you know, what would an organization look like if it's so valued developing the capabilities of its people that it would fashion a culture that would immersively, on a daily basis, sweep every one of its members into a kind of personal development project in the very context of doing their work rather than things that are off-site and, and out of the job and that you maybe provide for the 5% of your, of your group that you designate high potentials and therefore indirectly kind of question the potential of the other 95% of your people. So we have been kind of scanning the world for organizations that might actually be at this, uh, not just, you know, a professor's bright idea, but are there actual organizations in the world that have actually tried to do this? And we've, we've, we've found two of them that uh, are not only inspiring, but also generous in the sense that they have allowed us to study them. We've been studying them for quite some time. And yes, in the April issue of the Harvard Business Review, uh, you'll get a bit of a glimpse into that work making business personal the article is called and it gives you a glimpse into what we call the deliberately developmental organization and the book too yes so uh we have also so i, I just want to say about the the ddo the deliberately developmental organization i want to uh you know also give a, a shout out to uh harvard colleagues who've been a part uh, of that project matt miller uh and we have also been at work, Lisa and I, with another Harvard colleague, uh, Deb Helsing, who uh, teaches in the EDLD program. We've been at work on a book, uh, a popular press book, um, that has to do with, uh, we've long used the example of dieting and losing weight as kind of, a, kind of an analogy to the ways in which we, we similarly try to make changes where we try to, quote, diet our way to success. And, only change our behavior without changing our mind. But some years ago, people stopped taking this metaphorically and actually 
began to see whether they could use the immunity to change approach literally to take off some of that weight that they've been wanting to take off for years. This is actually how Oprah picked up our work and, and uh, which led to a lot more attention to it. And so we've been at work for a number of years now on a book about immunity to change and weight loss, about fitness and health, uh, but primarily about weight loss and maintaining weight loss. And we have quite a number of, of success stories. And so that book, uh, continuing kind of this experiment with the new technologies, and since it's intended to be a kind of a popular press book and we want it to be available to people as easily and as cheaply as possible. So we are publishing that book uh, in about uh, a week or so uh, on Amazon as an ebook, and, and it's called Right Weight, Right Mind. And the idea that uh, obviously that in order to actually take off weight and keep it off, uh, you have to also make some kind of mind shift. And we'll do our best to have links to both the book and the Harvard Business Review article on our website, gsc.harvard.edu. Professor Keegan, before um, before we let you go, last question. Uh, this podcast is going to air on Monday, the day before your class launches, which yes. is March 11th. There is still time for people to go to edX.org and sign up for this class if, if they've enjoyed the previous 12 minutes of you discussing it. You can audit it. You can take it as a certificate course. What is your 20-second pitch? for why people should take this course? I would say that it's an opportunity to try out a completely new approach to change. At the very least, you're going to have a chance to see if it works. You don't have to listen to a Harvard professor you know, telling you that it does. You're going to have a chance to try it out for yourself. Secondly, you're going to be a part of a worldwide experiment because people will see that from the very beginning, the course is about actually identifying what your change goal is, identifying a few people who are going to be in a position to see whether you've made that change, and then those people are going to be polled again at the end of the course. So we are literally going to be able to see not only if the course has an impact on change, but what aspects of the course seem to correlate most with change. So it's an opportunity not only to make change for yourself, but to contribute to the world's knowledge. And to our listeners, I liked the course so much three years ago that I'm actually signed up for the course this semester as well. <laughs> Unlocking the immunity to change a new approach to personal improvement. Professor Bob Keegan, thank you so much for being on the EdCast. Thanks so much for having me. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.